This is Culture Communication and Brand Moments with Shelby Joe Long, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Shelby Joe Long. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Genius Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Shelby Joe Long, your host, and I'm here today and in all my episodes to interview people who have created businesses out of your genius, to inspire you to think about your genius a little bit differently and how you can actually create a business out of your expertise and get it into the marketplace. Today, we have the opportunity to hear from David Corsini with Activated Potential Advising. After years of struggling to find his identity, David decided to go on a journey with the question in mind, who am I supposed to be? Finally led him to his purpose. David Corsini is now a certified trainer and coach of neuro-linguistic programming, public speaker, a father, and a business owner. David, welcome to the interview today. I'm so excited to learn about the programming and all of the things that you have in your background. So welcome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, Thank you to everyone listening. Yeah, I'm inspired by your introduction just because it's exactly what this podcast is all about turning your genius and your core fundamental skills into a business. So walk us through that journey. Well, give us the overview of your business first, and then we'll get into your journey. So, yeah, sure. Um, So kind of what I, I believe business is kind of an extension and an expression of who we are. And a lot of business owners look at their business as like a separate entity. And they, they think of a lot of the problems as different to what they may be feel, feeling or facing in their own personal lives. I believe it's all interconnected. And actually, when someone is having trouble in business, and by trouble, it could be having a problem or it's not growing as fast as they'd like it to be. It's what I found. It's one of two things, either the level someone's at is way higher than the business and the business is trying to catch up. And that's usually sounds like a startup. Yeah. Or what's happened is actually the business is exactly at the level where the entrepreneur, the owner, the architect is. And what they're focusing on is increasing the business and implementing more business strategy. Well, What actually happens is I don't believe our business can exceed where we are at for more than a temporary time frame. Because usually what happens is it'll go up and it'll come back down. So what sometimes needs to happen is we need to level up as leaders, as owners, in skill sets, in our mindset, and then the business can follow. Sure. That's... uh... It's so funny because it comes down to the two two problems. You're either ready for it, ready to grow, or you're trying to catch up to where you should be. So it's two very simple problems. My, my business partner always says businesses either have one of two problems. They either have enough clients or they have too many clients. 
right? You have enough that, or you never have enough. You either don't have any enough or you have too many. So two very simple problems, very simple issues. So you help business owners fill in those gaps, discover the first steps that they need to take. Is that right? Yeah. So I believe, you know, it comes down to either business strategy or personal strategy. And it's kind of finding a nice mix of both, whether that's, you know, getting more clients and how to actually strategize to do so. Or maybe you're getting enough leads and you're not converting because of, is it something in your business or is it something with you? It depends on the person and it's always different. Are there certain types of businesses you typically work with or is it businesses just general? So because a lot of the principles are the same. I'm very similar. I work with I'm industry agnostic. So same thing. I believe it's funny when people are like, but uh, you know, they're industry like specific problems. And I'm like, those industry specific problems all stem from the same thing. Right. And there's always like a root problem underneath the surface, which is funny when we're talking about root problems because. When I started off my entrepreneurial journey, it was in real estate as a realtor. Um, and this is actually a good segue into my story. Into the background, into the entrepreneurial journey. Absolutely. Right. Um, so I always knew I wanted to invest in real estate. So I ended up getting my license and life kind of wanted me to jump into real estate full time. So I did. And I started to become pretty successful in my 20s, you know, after just a few years in the business. But what was going on is like, I actually had this nice void where my heart was that I was trying to fill with commission checks and partying and alcohol and women, you name it. I was trying to fill this void. Then when I looked into it, like, I noticed it was just a bottomless pit and it wasn't getting full at all, but it, it had gotten so bad at one point that I couldn't stay home more than two evenings in a row or my anxiety would go off the charts. So I was constantly going out and it was because I was trying to numb myself. I wasn't willing to sit with myself. And what I realized is there were all these surface level problems, but there was something a lot deeper. Sure. And I ended up at a Tony Robbins event. um, And all he talked about was potential and, you know, becoming the best and being extraordinary and all these, all this mindset stuff that I, I had to that point, I had kind of heard on, you know, listening to some motivational speakers, but being at the event was just completely life-changing so much so that I signed up for more because I always had this voice in my head that was like, David, you're meant for more. You've got more potential than this. And I would, you know, I would try to drown it out with some more alcohol, but then it kept getting louder and louder. So I'm like, all right, Tony keeps talking about potential. Let me, let me sign up for more. So I'm in Fiji for one of his events 
And one of my buddies that I met there is like, dude, David, everything Tony says and does is NLP. And I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, what's NLP? I had no idea what he was talking about. Neurolinguistic programming. And I was like, oh, still don't know what you're talking about. I have just started to discover this. So I'm excited that you're going to talk a little bit about it. Yeah. So he told me neurolinguistic programming and he's like, yeah, you know, the words you use program your mind. I'm like, okay. I start to sit with it for a moment and I'm like, well, if Tony Robbins has influenced 50 million people, and for those of you who don't know Tony Robbins, I'm going to give you a high level description of who he is. He's influenced over 50 million people. He's written over like five or six best-selling books, New York Times bestseller. Uh, and he's the guy that presidents, billionaires, some of the top athletes go to when they need help. Actually, the Golden State Warriors were like one of the worst franchises in any sports history. And they hired, before they started to win, they hired Tony Robbins to change the organization around. So he's the guy that presidents and billionaires go to. So I'm like, well, if all these people are going to him, there's got to be something to this NLP stuff, right? So I did this. This was in 2019. And I did what any sane person would do. And in June, July of 2020, pure pandemic, I went to an in-person event to learn NLP, right? Of course. I didn't of know course. what to expect. Yeah. As a pure pandemic, everyone's scared. Yeah. And then we're just like, I started to realize that all of the fear that everything had been created around the COVID thing was actually fueling a lot of the problems I had. And I started to peel back a lot more layers of this onion. And fast forward, I ended up getting all the certifications possible in NLP. And I realized there was, while I felt this anxiety, while I felt like this void, all of those things were just symptoms of a bigger problem that I had deeper down. And with the NLP training and some other trainings like hypnotherapy and other things, I was actually able to dive deeper and find what that root cause was and had the tools to like release it. Carl Jung says, if you, once you make the subconscious, what's in your unconscious conscious is when you're able to face it. And I was finally able to face it. So what I realized at that point is I had gone through this long journey of trying to find myself because I really wanted to know who I was meant to be in life. But I went through all that to really get all the tools and all the teachings to then be able to help others do the same. Because all of it is within you, right? Like you, all within me. All of it is within you. There's exactly. so there. I just got to jump in real quick. There's so many. You're just talking about this whole process. So many intersections with what I do, and uh, and I I don't know much about neuro linguistic programming. I'm learning it, but that's 
that's what I encourage people to do is to really come to terms with yourself, understand your foundational strengths, understand your genius so you can and and use that and know that, that that's your like charisma as a speaker and a business person is that you have this internal guide that will give you the answers. You just have to trust it. Exactly. That intuition. So anyway, there I'm just excited because there's so much intersection between between what we both do. So and it's perfect for this podcast. So you can understand those foundational pieces that that lead you to that business. Exactly. All right. Sorry, I interrupted. I just had to talk about that synergy. No, no, it you just added on to it. And it just it shows everyone like it's all within you. And that's really what people need to realize because what I realized at that moment is it was always within me. I had just imprisoned it away. With all my limitations, with all of my traumas, with all of the, the perspectives I had created, I had taken my genius and and granted, like there were my genius was kind of like oozing through sometimes, but mm-hmm. it, not where I'm at today. Sure. Part of our genius and finding that genius is actually peeling back the things that have us disconnected to it, right? Because we're all born with this genius. We're all born with this gift. But it's our it's our programming through our parents, through society, through friends through everything else through ourselves after a while because we start to do all this we start to create these boundaries and these walls up and until you break through those walls you can't really activate and unleash that genius that's why i like activated potential advising because you've got to activate that potential that genius that's with inside of you Absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. We have, again, our journeys are very, are similar. There's a few, there's quite a few intersections, but that's, uh, that's what a, f- a few areas. The one that s- sticks out to me now is that the subtitle of my book is called the journey of an academic refugee because I, well, well, and you heard the talk about it too, but I felt like my genius was being limited in the classroom. And I wasn't, even though I had that and I, had, you know, I was, I'm a professor and I teach it and I love to teach it. I felt that I was limited in the space. And so that's what inspired me to get out and start my entrepreneurship journey and kind of understand that. But there's, but until I had not necessarily broke free from it, because I still teach, but until I had understood those limitations that I, and I probably put those limitations on myself until I understood that and stepped outside in my own mind is when I started to discover the potential of it. So. Yeah. And it's so powerful. Once you start to step out of it, I think from what I believe the first step is becoming aware of it. And then the second step is realizing how it's limiting you and letting go of it because that's when you step to the next level. So even with you, it's like, you know, you had to realize, okay, I'm a teacher because I'm actually like 
kind of scared to step out and start doing this thing. And all right, well, that's really limiting me in this way. And then you came to peace with it. You accepted it. You put it aside. You realized that it helped you get to where you're at to get to the next level is the new story, right? Which is what we're all in the process of creating our next steps, our next story, all of those things. So what there you the Tony Robbins influence was something and now you've created a business out of this genius. Yeah. So where do you work with clients one on one? What does that look like? Yeah. So I primarily work with clients one on one that are business owners, entrepreneurs. Um and you know that can look pretty different for different types of people. Um Normally, I work with people that are a little bit, they're not really starting up anymore. Um, they're more at, like ready to scale. Mm-hmm. So at the at the point where, okay, they're starting to get a lot of clients and now they need, they need a little bit more. That's when it gets more fun. And like you see the returns a lot faster because for from startup, So like year one or two, like you'll get some growth, but like at once you start to hit that turn and I don't need to tell you, but it starts to really exponentially grow. And that's, that's fun. That is fun. That's very fun. What would you say, what would you say are the most common, be good for the audience to hear some of this? Like what are some of the most common roadblocks, challenges that you hear from entrepreneurs that are at that phase? Because if you've made it to year one or two, you're making it a lot further than many entrepreneurs. I don't know what the percentage is, but I think it's probably a third, um, maybe even a quarter of entrepreneurs are still in business after one or two years. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but there, I mean, there are certain similar challenges. What do you say are, are some of the most frequent ones that you hear about? So normally what I, from what I've noticed, um, a lot of people, I believe we're always creating, right? And, but it's, it depends from the level we are creating from. So there are billionaires that are completely financially and time free, like a Richard, Richard Branson can, Mm -hmm. you know, he's built multiple billion dollar companies and he lives the life that he's always wanted to live. There are also billionaires, multimillionaires that live. They've, they've always thought, you know, if I get to this level, I will have the freedom, but then they've created a whole entire system around them where they're working 60, 80 hours a week. They're not enjoying their family. They're not enjoying their business that much anymore. And what I've noticed is they've actually, it's, they've created from a place of lack. So most people want to have financial freedom so then they can feel free. But a lot of people are creating By saying, I want to have financial freedom so then I can feel free. Which means they are not free in that moment and they start to create 
And I'll give you an example of what happened with me. So this happened with me in my relationship, my past relationship. What I actually realized is about two years into the relationship, I had this bigger problem of like, I actually did not feel free in relationships. So the patterns I had been running before her were like not getting in relationships, just sure. having just having like friends with benefits and like I was a serial dater. I was doing all the things because I what I didn't realize is I didn't feel free in a relationship. So like at my core, I did not believe I could be free in a relationship. So when I was finally ready to create a relationship and I knew that's what I wanted, I ended up creating a relationship that was very, it felt limiting. Now, I'm not going to say she was a bad person or she limited me or any of that, but I just attracted and created all these things. So I live in Jersey. She lived in Virginia. She's She had two daughters. I had gotten very far along without ever being close to having a child. And then within three months, she got pregnant. I was, I owned real estate, but I didn't have any apartment or house that could hold all of us. So mm -hmm. we had to move in with my mother. And it was like, then I started to, in my business, I had a business partner. This was in real estate, mm -hmm. which he, great guy. We just didn't see eye to eye and our values didn't really align. And I felt felt it tugging at me where I was also doing this strategy before I was a coach. Then I realized there was more to it and became a strategic advisor. Uh, so then I started, I was like, I'm just going to do that full time. So I did that while we were living with my mom. I start instead of like working out, I started to work, you know, on my computer virtually. And like one thing after the other. I was like, holy crap, I do not feel free. Hmm. Which, you know, I'm telling you this story as my relationship. It also affected my business. Sure. It, oh, I'm sure it did. And what I started to do, I was creating from that lack of freedom. And what I've noticed is a lot of entrepreneurs do the same. So some people can come from a place of lacking security. So they, they need to feel financially secure, which you can achieve financial security, but that's just like, that's a very low standard. Right. So what happens is if you come from like, I'm not secure, once you reach some sort of stability, naturally your business is just going to stop because mentally you've reached what, what, you were, what you reached your standard, you reached what you were looking for, your purpose for starting the business. In freedom, I notice people creating, they essentially are like, I don't want a job because I don't want a boss because I don't want to be told what to do because I want to be able to do whatever I want to whenever I want to. And then they create an even bigger job for themselves. And they work longer hours. They always have to talk to respond to like 
depends what they do, but vendors, you know, clients, you're, here's the thing I learned in my twenties. I'm trapped in your business. Yeah. But you're always going to have to eat shit in business, whether it's from a boss or it's from clients or someone else, but got to be ready for some disappointment. That's for sure. Correct. So I would say those are the two biggest things I've seen from entrepreneurs. But once you start to like let go of that and you start to realize it and you start to level up from it, your business just starts to boop. It like almost instantaneously within a few months, once you level yourself up, the business is like boop. It just starts moving. I think that's so important for entrepreneurs to hear because many entrepreneurs are from a place of they're they're at a place of need, right? So they're trying to they're trying to get more money so they can establish all the systems and establish that foundation, and so they're hungry for clients. I have experiences too when I first started, and when and you're when you're out for it and you're trying to get clients, you're trying to get money. It just ends up in a bad relationship between you and the person. And then nobody feels good about it. And then you have money, but then you never have enough. So it's like, I think there's, I think that's, which is why entrepreneur, many entrepreneurs don't last past two years because they don't know how that relationship, it's the relationship with themselves. And I think that's such an important thing to, to understand. It's challenging uh, because you want things to be working. You want to have a, you know, seven figure business in a year, but that happens for some, but it doesn't happen for everybody. So you have to be able to, you know, uh, be happy with that yourself before you get into the, into the zone of creativity. That's really going to elevate your business. So and the people that get a seven figure business in a year have been doing shit for the last decade (laughs) so then when they opened up the business it miraculously but they did the whole time they had gotten the rolodex of client potential clients they've been working on skills they've been doing all these things where then they all translate once they open up the business or build the business kind of back work that you don't see that's for sure it's the it's what's the like the 10 years into the making of an overnight success. Right. That's important to remember as an entrepreneur, important, important thing to point out that's not all of, not all of those. It doesn't happen overnight. You've got to put a lot of work in to make it happen. Another really important thing that, that came out from that story is, and this is in the beginning, kind of in the beginning of the story, when you talked about with your business partner in real estate, how your values didn't align. And I think that's also such an important thing for entrepreneurs to hear too, is that there, there's a, there's a lot of people out there that want money and that are in it for selfish reasons that are not in it for that. There's a lot of entrepreneurs and people out there that are in it to make the money that aren't necessarily going to be aligned with your values. And a lot of that takes for you as an entrepreneur to be in touch with you and your values and how you want to do business and make sure that is in alignment with, with your partners that you're legally bound to in a business. I'm in multiple business partnerships and, and uh, it, nothing makes you understand your values more than working with other people. That's for sure. <laughs> so 
And, but then surrounding yourself with people that have the same, that's not the same, but similar value sets. That's a way, that's a way to just make things more comprehensive and just better in business. And then gives you more confidence too. 1000%. That is, I believe. So one of the things in NLP is actually understanding your subconscious values. And we have you know, we can have values in life, just like we can have different values in different areas of life. So for example, what you value in health, you may not value in career. Um, And one of the funniest things I've noticed, when you actually get people's values, like I can elicit someone's values, and I will know how successful they are, more or less, or where they're where their trajectory is based off of their values. One of the things with me, even though I was making good money, I, was, I wasn't I was keeping a lot of the money. Sure. What I realized is when I saw my values for the first time is I did not value money very highly subconsciously. Hmm. And until you understand that and you can move that now it's not just you rewrite like you actually got to do stuff (laughs) logically to change your values um but once i was able to like let go of a lot of this stuff my values actually completely changed so one of the things (laughs) i i've studied is near-death experiences and how people change so dramatically. And what I've noticed from a scientific psychological um, place is it actually completely changed, changes their values. Seeing, so for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, someone that, you know, died and maybe they cleared and brought them back to life. Someone who was like under and really cold ice water and then they pull them out and they were practically dead. And then they breathe into that, like that kind of stuff, near death experiences. Now they're actually studying those things and people completely change afterwards. And what I've noticed is they're changing because their values have changed. And even COVID has affected our values collectively. And that's why you saw the great resignation. Because people started to value freedom a lot differently and higher. And businesses did not understand that and didn't know how to change along with that change. Because from what I've seen also, is there are a lot of business owners out there that are having a tough time going back to the way things were. Sure. And there's a lot of anxiety going on between business owners and employees going back to work, back to the way it was, because everyone got their values changed. And then this is like, this was the new norm doing virtual stuff. Yeah, it's amazing to see, David, we are going to have to have like many other conversations this whole near death, you know, how your valued systems change or they become more clarified. Uh, you heard my presentation, so you know that I went through that too. I was in a coma for 16 days, and and then I 
came out of the, I had this amnesia for three months and then I had to recreate who I was. And I was a junior in high school at the time. So I just went back to everything that was comfortable to me, which was like the debate team and student leadership and student government and the, and speaking. And really that's kind of where, where that all came from, but it's just so interesting to hear there's so many connections between this neuro-linguistic programming and then the the things that I may have experienced in the past, I may have been neuro-linguistically programming myself, but not knowing that I was doing that, you know? So I just went back to everything I did before and I didn't think like I was not going to be the kid with the head injury. And so I just did everything I did before. So exactly. I told myself that's who I was. So that's the perfect segue into breaking down neurolinguistic programming into three things. The words we use with ourselves, the words we use with others, and the words others use with us when we accept them. Because everyone has, who knows like, hey, I can't do that. You go out and then you can't do it. Or if you say, I can't, I can't do it yet. I'm getting better and better every single day. And then you get better and better every single day. Mm -hmm. But essentially what we're telling ourselves is what to do. So what you were doing was essentially NLP. And NLP isn't like a brand new thing. NLP was just modeled. They just studied like whatever therapists were getting the best uh, like changes in patients. And then they just started um, studying them. Like, what did they do? And they broke it down. Like, what is exactly happening? Because the people didn't understand what they did. It was coming like naturally. Two of the biggest people were Virginia Satir and Milton Erickson. And they were getting phenomenal results with people. And then they realized what they were doing. And then they started to create different things. And once you realize one thing, you're like, oh, maybe something here. And then you start playing around with it. But what you were doing was, and we're doing NLP every single day, by the way. Every every time you're having self-talk, that's NLP. It's just, are we using it intentionally? Right. And if you're certified, you understand, you know, different things and how to reprogram things. And it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, David, we have had so many good pieces of advice and good nuggets of wisdom for entrepreneurs. My last question though, is do you have, you have created a business out of your genius, out of your expertise? What would you say to the person out there that was thinking about starting their own side hustle, entering their ideas into the marketplace? What advice would you give them as to do what you have done in your own business in multiple transitions? I would say know your why. And not and not just from a surface level thing. So one of the coolest exercises I've done was called the seven levels deep exercise. And it was essentially you ask yourself, you know, why do I want success in career? And then you come up with an answer. And then you ask yourself, why do I want whatever that answer is? So once you get down to the seventh level, 
you find like this new found, it brings awareness to what your deepest why is. Because during business, you're going to go through very tough times. Doesn't matter if you've reprogrammed your mind, you've released the stuff, you've gotten to the root of things. There will come times that are tough. And in those tough times, if you've got a surface level why, it's not going to pull you through. You're going to have to keep fighting and fighting and pushing through. And that's where a lot of burnout comes from. When you find a deeper level why, it you're pulled through. It helps you to get through those tough times. I think it was Eisenhower that said, the best way to get through hell is to go through it. And that'll help you get through it. And Doesn't sound very appealing, but, well, <laughs> but that no, is something that you just, need to No, there will be tough times when you're when you build a business and knowing your it's 1000% worth it and knowing your why will make it even more worth it. Absolutely. That's a great piece of advice for entrepreneurs to hear because there are tough times and it's not just one, it's multiple. And I don't, yeah, whether it's market or what you have going on or your own family or whatever that is, it could be any multi multi symptomatic, but, uh, you will exactly. make it. Yeah. You just got to lean on your, lean on your strengths and lean on other people and it can get you through. Mm-hmm. Great piece of advice. Well, David, thank you for this. Uh, where can our audience find you uh, to connect with you? I'll be sure to include your LinkedIn and your website in the show notes so people can find you. Yep. So um, on, on LinkedIn, you look up David Corsini on Instagram and other platforms, the potentialist. Um, my website is actually the dash potentialist.com. And I actually have a PDF, like an actual worksheet for the seven levels deep exercise. If you're interested. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it myself. It's a good right. exercise. I have done it with clients before too, but it's like, it's your, why isn't your, why is deeper than just the one answer for sure. So exactly. Oh, that's great. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's always so amazing to have people here that have created a business out of your genius. Uh, all you listeners out there, I hope you were inspired to think about your genius in a different way. And it sounds like David can help you discover how to put that genius into the marketplace. Uh, if you contact him, and thank you again for coming, David. And I wanted to say thank you to oh, you and of course. thank you for creating this platform to allow your listeners to come and really tap in, get, get some inspiration because every single time you listen to one of these, it's going to be one nugget that's going to help you that you're going to need in that moment. And you just creating this and helping people is just a godsend for a lot of people. And you're just inspiring so many. So thank you too. Thank you so much. That's so nice to say. I find it so, we don't, that communicating about this and us talking about our journeys, that's such a good way to learn about these things. We don't have to, it's just, I just love the podcasting space. So thank you. And I always love having conversations with 
like-minded individuals and talking about how we elevate together. Just even the conversation today, there's so many intersections in what we do. Um, so we should talk about, talk about more about that. <laughs> I think. Definitely. But thank you again, listeners for tuning in. And, uh, as always describe to the genius entrepreneur podcast, if you want more of these inspiring stories, and we'll see you next time when we talk to the next genius that has created an income stream out of their own expertise. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments with your host, Shelby Jill Long. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.